0: Toast.
1: love is <laughs> yeah! a <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ the guy is so funny welcome to the first of our two end of the year Christmas special films here on season four of three and a half gentlemen the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections and one of us tries desperately to keep up we'll let you decide which host is which but for now my name is sean
2: that is, and with that is me you. as always
0: are my co-hosts jeremiah
2: what up yo where the fuck is my fucking coat <laughs> eddie
1: i don't know which one to do i feel it in my fingers i feel it in my toes mm. and brandon
0: and sean
3: just remember i'll be hanging around the mistletoe hoping to be kissed
1: by you, you saucy minx. Oh.
0: You
3: saucy minx.
0: Oh, you saucy minx. Christmas is all around I bet you didn't have trouble me. like this, did you, you saucy and minx? so <laughs> the feeling of
3: Can we just go ahead – before we start, can we just say that Hugh Grant is a goddamn yes. national treasure, whatever nation you're a part of? I love
0: Hugh Grant. I am so excited to see him as an Oompa Loompa, even if that movie burns. Oh, it's going to burn. And, I heard it. Uh, no, it's actually gotten really good it's reviews got so really far. Re- good reviews. Really? They yeah. say that Timothy Chalamet yeah, is movie. magical and on, you know, perfect. And I'm like, okay, what's new? Well, I really want. I love Hugh Grant. I loved Hugh Grant in Paddington <laughs> so, too. He was in
3: Paddington too? Oh, he was. Part two. He on, was amazing. He was in Paddington. Paddington is a good also. movie. We should be doing that go, next season.
0: Go ahead, Eddie.
1: With season four, <laughs> we're picking movies that you think will be fun to talk about. Some of these were from our private collections, while others were be new releases in theaters.
2: As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film that we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being a perfect film that you can watch stone cold sober and five being sober the film that makes you feel like all your hopes and dreams of love have been shattered. Sounds like you got that uh, wintertime winter time sadness there, Brandon. Doesn't it sound like this entire movie? Like, we need to get this out of the way now. This is the
3: most depressing fucking holiday movie in the
0: world. Oh, clearly you have not seen The Family Stone. With that, what movie do we have running through terminals toward our, the love of our lives tonight, gentlemen? Oh, that's a good oh, addition a good there. Yeah, I like how you did that.
3: Anyway, tonight we have the beloved, the Richard Curtis-directed holiday film, 2003's Love Actually. Love Actually tells the sometimes intersecting stories of eight different people living in London during the five weeks leading up to Christmas. From the new prime minister of the country to a normal nuclear family, love, infidelity, hope, and regret are all examined in the film. Love Actually stars a who's who of British actors and actresses and the one American, Laura Linney. Love Actually has earned an IMDb rating of 7.6 out of 10 and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 64% with the critics and an audience score of 72%. Which I got to be honest, they need to check themselves right now. I'm pretty. No, I'm they need to check accurate. themselves right I'm now. okay. This with is that. a
0: fucking masterpiece. I disagree. This is a goddamn. This is a goddamn masterpiece. Listen, this is this is not Young Frankenstein,
2: but this is not a great movie.
0: <laughs> as Wait, as with every movie, time, you out, time out.
2: Before we go to our our favorite drink, the one person that gets a shout out of all the actors is Laura Linney. Laura, we know Hugh Grant, no Emma yeah. Thompson, because no she's so Urban, no she's the no one American. No Lily
0: yeah martin freeman uh 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 liam liam damn they're I mean, all european i remember denise, at, richards all european. Nope. Oh, denise richards was there european
2: nope denise richards <laughs> was there lisa Truffert is uh, oh, can, uh, a canadian they, they walk Chuthbert. in from a bar my god that challenge elizabeth <laughs> walks canadian. into a, uh walks into the <laughs> airport let me just tell you
3: Shannon Elizabeth is is part of one of the greatest movies ever made American Pie. No, I'm just saying Laura Linney is a
0: goddamn American classic. No. Uh, as with every movie that we review, we try to pair a selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. Ed, can you take yes, us sir. through tonight's cocktail? that I think we've already been we've already been vibing, yeah. so here we go. Yes. Yes, it, Ed.
1: yes. Yes, mm. yes. Tonight we're enjoying the Love Actually cocktail brought to us by inshaker.com. For this drink, you'll need to take 12 spoonfuls or also 0.75 of a cup. I don't know why Brandon said 12 spoonfuls of, of tangerine puree into mixing glass. Uh, puree. Net, puree yeah. But
3: we could do – more. Pour, pour,
1: pour in a, you also spelled spoonfuls wrong. So no, it's actually correct. It's no, not spoonfuls. Does not go there. It's I looked it up.
3: It is. It,
1: bro, I looked it up. It's not spoonsful. It's it spoonsful. Is. It's, a it's
3: like yeah, passers
1: It's not, not passers <laughs> Nets. Nets, anyways, Nets, pour in half an ounce of honey syrup, three-quarters of an ounce of vanilla vodka, two-and-a-half ounces of uh, brute champagne of prostrato. I love, or prosecco.
0: I'd
3: love to too,
1: if you want prostrato, Prosecco. Fill the mitzer with ice and – It's no S there, bro. I looked it up. It is. And, and mix it with ice and stir gently. Strain, strain it into a flute. Flute, really enjoy as you watch all your hopes and dreams of love either come true or come crashing down around you. Very. I don't know uh,
0: why you see Kim come crashing down. All everyone it falls in love at the end of the movie. Everyone, it's a happy fucking movie. It's the most. Depressing Except for movie. that one guy who no, was in love with in, in Keira Knightley. Other than him, everyone's happy. No, because happy, everybody's happy. cheating on each other. It's the most
3: horribly. Well, no, un-romantic one person movie. is cheating on no, one person. No,
0: Kira Knightley basically. Yeah. Let's, let's let's talk save about it for, Let's save it for that. Let's save it for that threat. I think you need let's thirteen thread, spoons full of puree. I'm
1: sending you something right now, Brandon. This time you're wrong. Bro.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Brandon! I have to say, it's, it's not a spoonful of sugar, bitch. It's a spoonful of sugar. I know, it but there's twelve. Why talk about
1: spoonsful? Talking why, about plural? Why not just? Why not just do like three fourths of a cup, bro? In shaker has it as <laughs> twelve spoons full. <laughs> All right,
0: here we go. Um, let's I think we should start off with um Who our favorite of where they started off in the oh, movie okay. with Bill Nighy's character. Uh, okay, well, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite couple? Uh let's start with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, who's your favorite couple of all of the uh love actually threads? Wow,
2: we're going right into this. Let's do it.
0: I think we have to.
2: I wrote this down. It has to be Billy and his manager. I think that's one of the uh. most adorable um friendship. And it doesn't have to be love, love it's a friendship life, or it man. can be love. But there is something about knowing there's a person that's with you through your ups and downs, and through the worst times and the best time, knowing that that person is always going to be there. That's a friend. That's a family. That's a loved one. And I think that is a beautiful scene where Billy tells that guy, like, you ought to be the fucking love of my life. And I love that fucking scene. So
1: I'm with that. Well one. That's my favorite love story. The one.
0: Oh, uh, Ed, what, what about you?
1: Uh, Karen Knightley and Adam Lincoln. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. Sorry, I said Adam <laughs> Lincoln. My bad. Andrew Lincoln and Tara Knightley. That was, I, I was a joking. So the them. one I, that's
0: not a couple. Yeah, the only exactly. one that doesn't get together. The whole movie. <laughs> that's your favorite. Okay. But he, the
1: way he shot his shot, it was like, bro, just a bat stab in his best friend's no, bag. He it, fucking walks off.
3: as like, that's enough bullshit. This movie. He,
1: he showed, he also showed up randomly on this trip. Like, just like, oh, I, I'm just here with my, yeah, no, but that was a that was a cool little like, hey, I'm playing this and I'm just read this. And it was cool. It was a cool little. I liked it. It did feel kind of Stockish, like 100%. Shit, you know, she no, liked I'm them giving that marriage
2: five months
1: is what we're saying. <laughs> she well, liked I mean, first they're young.
0: And,
3: yeah. <laughs> nope.
1: They're Love still married. They're still married. They're Let's young. see who's next. Who's
0: next? Uh, all right. Uh, Brayden. OK,
3: so I just want to say real quick, if you're saying this, is there's only one couple that doesn't get together. And so it's not a depressing movie. Laura Linney's entire existence is the most depressing thing in the entire Movie, but that being said, the porn couple. She's I think in love with Carl. Yeah, I know. And then she gives up her Carl because she's got <laughs> obligations, and that's heartbreaking we'll talk about that. Are you kidding me? the The porn couple, not not because it's a porn couple, because it is literally the beginning of Frodo Baggins's existence. I know it's his uncle, but Jesus Christ, we just saw we saw Bilbo
2: falling in love. Wait, wait, time out. They weren't a porn couple. They were just they yeah They were a fluffer
0: couple. Yeah,
3: they, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But I mean, what else are you gonna call? Them? <laughs> Uh, my favorite couple without a doubt is colin firth and the portuguese girl i oh. think that that love story from start to finish is the most complete and i think it's hysterical when they're talking to each other and neither of them have any idea what the other is saying but and they're talking thing. as though they're having the same kind of conversation yeah i one. think it's wonderful and beautiful and some of the best writing ever um anyway so let's let's start let's start with Billy Mack and, and, and let's, one of the things that i think unifies this story um which is kind of vignettes of different relationships and different people in you know in in, in London during the five week period before christmas is billy mack's song because you have that song playing throughout everybody's love story and he's on the tv in the background and you have this ridiculous yet very like you're on his side very quickly when he wants to be blue the boy band uh you know and it's uh, to me i fell in love with him when he's when he's on that radio interview but then when he's on the TV interview and he's like I have for the winner of the of a felt Tipped <laughs> that you can write on, and it's like that. That scene and that that I mean, this is Bill he at his to me is t- tip top, and I don't remember him before this. Anyone, anyone remember him before this?
2: I do I remember don't. him before this. In about three months before this movie came out, he was the vampire leader in Underworld. <gasps> okay, was my okay. first introduction right. to him, and then where right the when hell you I see, see him, him? You're just like, oh, this guy's adorable. And then Richard Curtis, the director. I mean, he's done a lot of great movies and a lot of great you know, writing. I mean, he pretty much reinvented the whole British rom-com when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Nanny Hill, Bridget Jones' Diary, and did your favorite movie, About Time, with Bill Nighley. Okay, oh, you're okay. right. Also, so, let's not forget season. one of the best movies that is so underrated. It's a
3: gem. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's Pirate Radio. Anybody see that one? Jeremy, you... Oh, my God, Jeremy. I oh, I have. One, yeah, I have, yeah, oh, I have. One. Classic, that's another that's Richard Curtis. Well,
0: and I I do think that Bill Nighley had a meteoric rise from this from this performance oh, yeah. i think that you know uh, he's turned into one of the probably one of the most exciting actors in hollywood and he's fizzled out a little bit you know after 20 years but i mean think about it, he was in pirates of the caribbean he was in harry right. potter mm-hmm. he, i mean Wait, he was he, in he, harry potter but, yeah he was a scrimgeour he was the prime minister uh, at the very end in the last movie and he, oh, he showed uh, yeah he showed the 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 uh Will uh, will. And I, I do agree with uh with Jeremiah, he said it beautifully. His relationship with his manager, you know, it it, it was very strained but also very funny and um I, I just yeah. like the honesty of the character. I think that uh, of all the characters in in uh in this movie, this is one of the most like honest portrayals of an aging rocker just trying to hold on to one more hit you know i mean but he <laughs> hates this
1: fucking song you can tell he hates yeah. this fucking song he's right yeah. like, why so can't I just do shit <laughs> chris it's that christmas song that you know i mean you can tell that they have history i do like jeremy you picked the that's the first uh relationship there and i think all of us kind of can attach to that because we're all like you know, two guys, and we love each other in the in a different way. And you know, um, uh, you know, the manager, just, you know, he didn't realize. Oh, hey, you know what? He, he it felt good at the very end. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, head, but it felt good at the very end to see the manager. He felt appreciated. And said, like, you know what? I, thank you. You know, it, it, meant, it meant a lot.
2: Of all the success and glory. I mean, he didn't want to like go out and like you know just get shit faced or fuck up or you know like hook up with anybody. He wanted to share that moment with his manager. He wanted to share it with his. I would say. His only best friend, the one person that means a lot to him, and during the holiday. I this is the first time I've seen this in this way. I'm like, fuck, you know. I think of you guys, you know, like fuck, right, you know. Yeah, if there's exactly. something that that's happening successful, either I'm going to share it with Hannah or I'm going to share it with you guys, and I that's that's the feeling I got here.
0: And, and I love how they they kind of they they brought this first vignette. I don't I don't know what to call them. This first character study and then they all of a sudden merge it with a funeral and a wedding at the very beginning of the movie and to me it's almost like they've introduced you know they, they were just introducing the characters at first blush um you had you know the wonderful ce- the wedding scene where you have the the band playing in the in the you know in the yeah, audience that, that, and yeah. it was unexpected and cool. Was cool and then you cut to a very dramatic scene with Liam Neeson Sad. and he is, you know, burying his wife. And, uh, and then you inter- interpose that with Colin Firth, his wife cheating on him with his brother. So That's it's horrible. like, you've got so much yeah. going on in the first 10 minutes of the movie, but it does such a beautiful job. And then it slows down it takes a breath and it really starts to let you to dive into the characters. Brandon, Yeah.
3: So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and give props to this movie. Um, Because the thing that I do like about it is that it gives a a clear kind of overview of different relationships. Um, You know, and and like you said, there are so many different. things. It's nice that they're not all cookie cutter, the same thing. And I think that that's something that we kind of expect. Uh, For some reason, when when I was talking about this with Amanda and we were talking about, you know, all the movies that were kind of coming out at the same time. And We're talking about he's just not that into you, and Valentine's Day, and and they're all kind of these same ideas of these different portrayal yeah, portraits of you know different couples, and and with those ones, everybody ends up happy for the most part, right? With this one, not everybody ends yeah. up happy, and I think that this is really uh, a good portrayal Honest. of real life. It's honesty. It's it's real life. Um, I mean, I, I think that if we're talking about who is my not my favorite character, but the character that I found myself most focused on it is laura lenny's character because it's so tragic and it's so hardcore and it hurts so much the sacrifice that she makes and the reality that so many people live her life where they sacrifice their own dreams and their own goals for the people around them it's which funny that you which focus that one?
0: On, on laura lenny whose brother's um oh. kind of in the home and dealing with uh some it seems like some schizophrenia or something like yes. that and, and he constantly yeah. calls her but I think it's funny that you focus on that relationship because I find that way down on the list of ones that I'm I find interesting and really? and compelling. I think that and this is just personal. I'm mm-hmm. not bagging on you. I'm just saying I find the um the relationship with Alan Rickman and uh, Emma Thompson the fact that he's getting pulled away oh, from his one. wife yeah. by Someone who is viciously attacking a married man, knowingly trying to disrupt a marriage. Yeah, I think that one is very interesting. Yeah. I think that the relationship, you know, obviously my favorite is the Portuguese uh, girl and um, Colin Firth, where he's writing his novel. Uh, where this is new love, fresh love. It's you know, it's it's it's. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's something about the spark of what you will do for love that to me, that is the impetus of the movie is what will you do for love? I will learn the drums and, you know, break into an airport. I will bury you at the Bay city rollers. (laughs) Like You know, I will do these things for love. And I think that's kind of the question that the movie sets up. And I think each one knocks it down in a in a different way yeah. go ahead and i'm sorry to
1: interrupt no that you're you're perfect i mean most of the every different relationship there you see some type of form of a different form of love right you have like a, the the liam neeson and his stepson sam right and you have two friendships and you have multiple you know the prime minister and you know his secretary that he, you know he you instantly know there's a connection there um but the one I also kind of just... I thought it wasn't love and it just... It took away from the movie personally. I thought it was Alan's... Uh, the whole bat story of Alan's character. I thought I, I didn't care for it and almost wished it wasn't part of the movie. It wasn't... It, it took away... Like, I, I wish they were the with how much history they have between them, I almost wish it would have been cool to see a little twist of like, you know what? Sometimes loves takes a little damage and you go through therapy or sometimes, or, you know, you go through marriage, couple therapy, something like that. It would have been cool to twist it a little bit and be like, you know what? We're working through it. And instead though, they just like broke up. And now it's just like, they're, they're in what he oh. fell for was oh, lust. No, Eddie.
3: I think they did break no, up.
1: I no, think they did. No,
3: I don't, I don't think they, they broke up. up. Yeah. I think they broke no. up. No.
2: They're making it work. Yeah, okay, I, then it, it, it's not a happy home. But what they were saying, like you know, like they're making it work, but it's it's no household. was he house doing? Household. Yeah. Well, so why he, was he
1: flying back home?
0: So it's, hold, hold on. I think we all can agree yeah. on that. That was a cheat. Yes. Right. I don't think he fucked her. I don't think he did anything untoward. No, but I at don't. the same time, I think that there is a division in that marriage now that needs to be repaired. And I think both parties, if you watch the, if you watch the subtext, I think that they play it off beautifully, is that he knows he's screwed up, she knows he's screwed up, and they're going to put on the face of marriage, because this is sometimes what marriage mm-hmm. costs, and they're going to find a way forward.
1: Was that one year later? Did I say one year later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, was just coming home trip. from the airport. He was on a yeah, business yeah. trip. or Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So when he was coming home, though, there was definitely a coldness, but it was still acceptance. Yeah. It was still, we're a family, and we're, we're moving forward.
1: See, so I took it as like he is coming home for the holidays and his kids haven't seen him in a while. And this is dad, dad. So, and it was just like, hey, I'm home for the holidays type of thing. And he's separated I get, from his I wife get where you're
3: coming from. I, I don't as think as that's that. the case, but I get where you're coming from for there.
0: But we don't know that for a fact. You could be right, Ed, but that's not how I took it. Jeremy, is that how you took it?
2: They're together, but it's not what it used to be, you know, okay. that they're going to be there for their kids but they have a long road mm-hmm. recovery. Yeah. It's still happening.
1: I wish they would have shown something more with that. Like, that I they get, yeah, I hear what it. you're
2: saying. I mean, yeah. like, dude, what's crazy about the film is like, I feel like the director is like making like 10 separate fucking movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. And somehow he's and, able to manage it all to come together. So it's a tough and, fucking and it's and I a will tough say, way, dude.
0: I will say this. This is a very English movie. <laughs> uh, and English script writing, English stories, Ed, they don't give you the payoff like American stories where you have resolution. <laughs> it's more of like very subtle. It's very, a nod kind of like slice a, of you life, know, a smile. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's English particular. And that's English culture as well. They're, they're not emotional people. So the, I mean, they're not like overly, yeah. uh, they're, they're not overly resolute, you know Yeah.
2: But, but however, our listeners in Britain and everything like that. We, we love, love you. you so much, we you know. So you. let us know. Well, I wasn't Maybe, saying let negative. Let I, wasn't negative. I love Hugh <laughs> saying I love Hugh Grant. You guys want to know a fun Hugh fact? Also, could be the, you the know, I think be the prime minister. I think he'd be the prime minister. We're very, we're very sensitive over here. No, but listen, we love you guys.
3: Listen, my fun <laughs> fun fact about Brandon. My favorite city, my favorite place in the entire world is London. That's actually a true story. Sean, I know that you differ with me, but London is, is where it's at. So listen, if you Londoners, if you want me to come out and, and I high five you, I will happily do that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to throw in real quick that I am by no means, by no means am I, am I uh, condoning what uh, Alan Rickman did, but it's weird because this is only the second time I've seen it. I, I'm remembering back to the first time I saw it, which was when it first came out on and you know, Blockbuster um, and I rented it and didn't like it, and uh, but the whole time, like for the last twenty years, I have been in my mind thinking that he he did a full on like full on cheating affair and had been going on with you know physical for months and months and months. Yeah, I've had completely forgotten that he was pulled so like you're you're right, Sean, viciously away by it. It really makes you question. Uh, The whole the whole situation, because he does give in. And that is something that is absolutely horrible. But he gives in with a lot of resistance. Like he tries really hard. And then it's that one gift. And again, not condoning what he did by any means. But I think it's an interesting thing that Richard Curtis could have easily have said, oh, yeah, he's banging the secretary and has been for the last six months. But instead, it it, it makes us care a lot more for his character and really resonates. I think with that idea that we're always, you know, so many different people are are pulled in so many different directions. And what happens if you give into it just for a second? And it has those resounding
0: uh, ripple effects. And take a moment to consider the gift that he got his wife. He got his wife, the musician that unlocked her cold English heart. That's what she said. Joni Mitchell told, taught your cold English wife how to feel. So, It's almost like he was reaching out through Joni Mitchell. He was meeting
3: her on her level,
0: you know, right. And I think that there's an element there and I'm not saying she deserves blame, but I think marriage has a percentage interest in uh, cheating. If a spouse is cheating, there is a reason the spouse is cheating Um, and he could be a piece of shit. He could be the worst person in the world and it could be 100 percent his fault. But it could also be because the wife is failing in some way uh, to show affection or to do something. And the, yeah. the husband is failing, too. They're failing together. Yeah, in their marital, I think that's the whole point of marriage is it's
3: failing. a mutual thing.
0: Yeah. And what I'm saying, I'm saying that's not he, he's got to be stronger than that. It's his responsibility as a married person to be stronger than that.
2: I had a question about this one character. He, he's in the movie oh, once in a while and everything. Like that, And that's backpacker. Rowan Ackerson, right?
0: Oh, God. What a magnificent performance! Can I ask oh, you something? Sorry. Is Ooh. he
2: supposed to be the guardian angel in the story? Like he's able like to change the, the course of fate? Is that what is that supposed to be from for? I, I, I'm just asking because I still haven't figured it out.
3: No, originally written he was an angel. And he was going to disappear Ooh. at the end after he helps to distract the the security guard. Um And so I, I got to be honest, oh, I God. wish to God that they had kept that aspect because i don't care bring in a little bit of of you know it's a wonderful life go for that because it makes so much sense as to why he's taking so damn long wrapping the gift like he's he's giving uh exactly Rickman's character so many chances to get out of it right and then at the end when he is i mean there's no reason that he just shows up at the airport and starts like oh i can't find my my ticket blah, blah 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 right i wish that they had kept that scene in to make him the guardian angel or the the angel of of relationships or love or whatever you want to call it um but yeah that was the original right you know the original script had basically had him walk away and basically disappear and say "Ooh, he's an angel looking uh, over each one of these characters
2: that makes sense now because i was wondering yeah. about that too because it seemed like he was trying to delay rickman like you know he's yeah. like taking his time but in my mind is like hey Fucking well, stop what you're trying to do here, you know. Yeah, like, uh, so I'm going to
0: dive it. a little deeper into that when he is when he's putting the the package together and the finishing flourish. Do you remember what it was? Cinnamon. Uh, it springs. was a holly plant. Ah, Cinnamon. Spring. No, it was a holly. Cinnamon. It was a sprig of holly, and he's wearing gloves, and the holly is fucking poisonous. So he's actually putting fucking something a, of poison dude. into this. So Ooh. I think that first of all. Rowan Atkinson is one of the most underrated actors in the history of all. If you want to see Rowan Atkinson at his absolute peak, it is the Olympics. Johnny English. Oh, probably 1992. No, the Olympics 1992 (laughs) and they're playing Chariots of Fire and he's on the (laughs) piano of Chariots of Fire and he's checking his cell phone and he switches (laughs) fingers and it is the most like hilarious (laughs) three minutes of all television. This guy is brilliant. He was actually uh, the first choice to play Voldemort, um, which I thought would have been very interesting, very Interesting. interesting. He's always um, he Mr. Is,
2: Bean to me. That I can't Mr. get Bean. Mr. Bean out yeah, of his Well, <laughs>
0: yeah. He's, he always talks about, he was like Graham Norton, and he talked about how uh, he runs into this guy, and he goes, you know, you look like the spitting image of that Mr. Bean. Don't get Do him I? mixed up with
1: Monk. Right, <laughs> Monk is the other one that. No, Monk is Tony uh, Shalhoub. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was gonna say. So I would. I mean, he had, <laughs> when he showed up in the very end, I was like, "How does he know Liam Neeson? Did I miss something in this movie?"
0: <laughs> right. And then
1: he Amazing, gives, like, he gives
3: Liam Neeson's character kind of a, a raised eyebrow look. So I wish yeah, that they kept yeah. that in. I mean, I don't know. It, it would have taken away from the idea that this is a snapshot of life in real
1: life.
0: Because that's what she. <laughs> But, damn it, that makes me happy. <laughs> That's what you need in this movie. More characters. <laughs> <That's true.
1: laughs> for a moment, though, did anyone else feel for a moment they got lost in this movie, though? Yes. Like, there's was, there was tiny moments in this movie I was just like, oh, God. I, it, it dra- I don't know, dragging or – It's too basic. It it's so
3: yeah. – Too scattered, I, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's too
2: many pieces. That's what it is, dude. And,
3: Jeremy, you said the same thing. There's too many moving pieces here.
2: It is because the director pretty much said, like, you know, this film is his Pulp Fiction, you know? <laughs> He had at the beginning when he wrote this movie, he had 14 different love stories. God. 14 different love stories. And they had to throw out at least four of them. So you basically only have like ten love stories throughout the film. And there actually one love story film that I wish they would have kept. They actually filmed it where it was um it was a love story between it was a headmistress of the school where the children go to and her ailing wife that you know she goes home to and spends the last Christmas with her. And she ends Damn, up dying throughout, amazing. you know, at the end of the film, that would have been fucking great to see. Yeah. And I wish I would have kept that. But you're right, dude. It's too much stories. Mm-hmm. And but right. luckily in the end, it's somehow it we're able to actually kind of like, I guess, land it in uh, a way to make it, it, it kind of like, oh, it OK, does. I,
0: I do want I, I think you could have cut out. Sorry. I think you could have cut out Colin. Collins, Collins storyline. That's funny. I favorite thought that one. was yeah. a stupid storyline. Yeah. yeah. I, as much as I love the porn couple, as much as I oh, yeah. absolutely Completely love them, pointless, you could have cut them absolutely. out. They did not, they, they didn't connect with anyone else. Like, why were
1: they at the school play? Did they know anyone at the school play? I, made me That's the thing. They yeah, all so are related
3: was... <laughs> to each other in some weird way that we don't know.
0: So I think that Martin Freeman, his brother, is um, one of the. Like one of the people, like one of the cast, okay. like one of the main cast,
2: like this teachers or something, or the yeah, actually? I don't know. It was oh. it was
0: kind of hard to follow, but it seemed like one of one of the main cast's brother was Martin Freeman. Yeah, um, so let's move on to Liam Neeson's character, and 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 I think that this once again we explore a different type of love, a different type of relationship. You have his love of his stepson Sam, played absolutely brilliant, wonderfully. This, this actor is to me, one of the greatest child actors of all time. Um.
1: Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients?
2: He's done really a lot of good work, you know. As He's a fan, he Lord of the
0: Rings and Game of Thrones. Excuse me, he was in Game of Thrones. But his to me, one of his better roles was in a mini called The Queen's Gambit, oh, mm-hmm. where he played a very a very uh, kind of arrogant chess player. He was very good in that. Um, but I, I thought that this 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 di- dynamic was so fresh, having Liam Neeson, you know, with a child that's not necessarily his. But loves him just the same. Worried about him, living and breathing with the loss of his wife, and no one does grief better than Liam Neeson. And and uh, you know, to move in Emma Thompson and to give him that sounding board a little bit here and there. Um, what do you guys think? What, what are your What are your thoughts on on this? You know, Jeremy
2: first, just vignette. This is my favorite story out of all of them. I love the fact that. He's carrying his wife's legacy, you know, for his stepson. But I also like he's taking that parental role. You know, he's being a role model for his son. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that. It takes a person to raise another person's son, you know, to do your best and
1: shit. I personally didn't like Liam Neeson's character until he was with Sam. Does that made mm. sense? Like, I just don't like him. I don't know. It's just something about... I, they could have done a little bit different with his character personally. And maybe the whole—it's maybe I'm just not catching little vibes here, like what Sean was explaining right now. But overall, I enjoyed his character as soon as he became uh, like uh, that step parent, and all of a sudden, like I enjoyed, like I feel like that he, his character grew. Fast as soon as he all of a sudden became the step parent and trying to help Sam, and he got connected again with his ex wife this way, or uh, his his you know his his sister late wife or his sister. Oh, what yes, was, no,
0: Emma Thompson is a sister. Who no, died? i don't think so. sorry, no. His,
1: his wife, his no. wife died, right?
0: Emma Thompson is his sister. No, yeah, no,
1: because that would sister, mean that he's died. also brothers with died. the
0: prime minister. His
3: wife, he's not prime. He's not brothers with the prime minister.
0: No, he's not.
3: Which is how it would be. Did so that. Emma Thompson, Thompson is his, his brother and sister with Hugh Grant, who's the prime minister. Yeah. I think we have to understand that Liam Neeson's character he's, he's and Emma Thompson are friend. friends. Yeah. I, I was not – I completely apparently blocked it out from the first time I saw it. I was blown away, shocked when we find out that it's his stepson and not his real son. And I think that that's – not like a, a, a pulling a fast one over us. I thought it was really a beautiful thing to see. Um, and Jeremy, you kind of mentioned this too, but it, uh, you don't have this relationship explored enough in film. And that is the adoptive parent who's caring and kind and, and loves the stepchild. Yeah. Right? It's always the evil stepmother, the evil stepfather, the one who's abusive, this, that, and the next thing. Isn't it nice and refreshing to just have a decent human being caring for somebody else? like they are their own kid even though they're not biologically i just thought that it was a refreshing nice thing that we don't see enough
2: it's also refreshing to see that where he's just like questioning himself like fuck am i am i fucking him up you know like is he okay i mean when he finds out that you know he's the kid's in love and he's not in drugs and shit and doing anything bad he's like oh my god you know and the kid's like what are you talking about that's the worst thing to be in love sean has got the family tree the
0: total agony of being in love uh, yeah, so it's actually, it, it, from a cursory look, it looked like uh, Emma Thompson is the dead wife's sister.
3: Oh, that's so yeah. sad. So the Prime dead Minister's the dead wife. sister just died. God damn it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking
3: yeah. of which, can we move on to but, Hugh Grant? I mean, because I, he's a national treasure where every
0: soil he that's steps one on. Lo- I, I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I could buy it. So, yeah, let's talk about Hugh Grant. God, Hugh he's Grant, amazing. I, I loved Hugh Grant. So he I, went toe to toe
1: doing. with Billy Bob Thornton. Man, I liked it. As I was like, and I'm, that. that
0: speech, oh, that. Speech. At the
3: same time, though, Sean and I can ask you because you you study studied and have taught history and politics. And so I'm, I'm honestly coming to you as one person to uh, a, 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 an expert. Was that a smart political speech and position to make from Great Britain to America? Because I'm like, whoo, you just really, really stepped on I, some I American think so. toes.
0: So so uh Tony Blair did it with uh I want want to say Tony Blair did it with with um Clinton really where he kind of subverted him at the uh at the podium oh. where they thought their relationship was you know strong and uh Tony Blair took a much stronger stance than Clinton was expecting and they talk about I I've I've, I've read about it um another person who did that constantly was um Margaret Ronald Reagan oh. Oh. he would take a stronger stance mm. in in uh, no Margaret Margaret Thatcher was was strong just period all the time yeah. and there you can't be that person and and you know anyway now i want to just go ahead though and say that it, yeah, if we're talking
3: about just characters and and who what character I just found myself liking, um and liking because like I could see myself oh falling in like with that person, it is uh it, it is oh I don't know her name but uh, the secretary I thought that she was she was beautifully Natalie. portrayed Natalie was Natalie literally just so sweet and so cute and so bubbly and so. So, you know, when she first meets him and she starts dropping fuck here and left and right, I just, I mean, you I can't help have said but fall really. in love with her. Right? You, just, <laughs> you can't help but love that character. And I think that what it was was a really great pairing between the two i don't think that we have a ton of great pairings as much as sean you like the portuguese and colin firth relationship i don't like the colin firth storyline to me it's just too implausible it's just too uh, too far far removed i I get the idea of how far would you go you'd learn an entire new language for and then parade through the the towns of france or whatever Uh, i love that but at the same time i thought that the relationship made more sense when you have this this kind of uppity politician falling for this you know this no-named secretary i just but but not in a not in a clintonian well, way
0: you know oh. are,
2: are you allowed to do
0: that you know i'm just out of question well, like you know even is from that... the very beginning he said kind of like oh god this this i never expected this to happen right yeah for the first moment he was like shit i know this is <laughs> not gonna be appropriate so the rule is if you're, I mean, if you're single in the workplace, you're not supposed to date any of your junior people, right? He, he, That's he the moved through
1: general rule. So throughout yeah. out today, I mean, yeah. you're,
0: you work in HR, Jeremiah. You, you know, or you used to at least. You you know how volatile employees are with with emotions and relationships. This would have been. I mean, I, I would think the Clinton White House would have been vastly different, <laughs> if if if. You know, if you had if you had today's standards. Yeah. This um, is why I say uh,
2: uh, you don't shit where you eat.
0: um, but a lot of times if you're equals and you wanna in a you know, in in a USR relationship, they make you sign or they used to make you sign this love contract Mm -hmm. where basically it absolves the yeah, it absolves the <laughs> company of any liability for two co-workers falling in love. Oh, come
2: on. Oh, if you ever like, watch The uh, office, office, that's all Toby did, Michael. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Office. It's office.
2: Yeah. So There's a Michael and Jan situation. That's all Toby
0: did. Yeah. and It's
2: a Michael and Holly, think, right?
0: I, I think, yeah, Michael and Holly. Uh, I think that standard has gone by the wayside. I don't think they, they make you do that very much anymore. Yeah. I heard that Hugh um,
2: Grant didn't like dancing in this movie. Like, he literally fucking did not want to do that scene when he's just like dancing throughout. But he's so the fucking made house. the
1: movie. I know,
2: right? <laughs> you so said I want great. to say.
1: So I want to say that what the movie took uh, an upturn in my eyes as soon as Hugh Grant got those letters and he was reading the letter, the Christmas letter. Uh, from Natalie. After then, it just took off for me and I enjoyed it because I, I enjoyed when Hugh Grant was going through the neighborhood knocking on the doors. That made me laugh. Like, that, awesome that was great. That there. was And then fun. they went to the play and then it, it just started getting a little bit more positive And I think it was wrapping up the love scenes and seeing the end of what was about to happen. The crescendo.
0: The crescendos yeah. were the Revolution. best part. Yeah, where yep. you had where you had the the lo- like. I mean, I know you guys don't like the Colin Firth, Colin Firth uh, you know Portuguese love story, but when he's walking through, um, the town and the music is swelling and you know they're searching he for her at buy, the yeah. restaurant. He almost bought his he sister. Speak- almost bought her sister. Yeah, he, by yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't speak uh, Portuguese worth a shit. She can't speak <laughs> English worth a shit. And they're trying to say, you know, I love you or that, you know, he's got this whole speech planned out, but backing up to that relationship, Brandon, you mm-hmm. had mentioned that it was implausible. I think what I love about that relationship is that he has just been defeated by love. His wife fucked his brother. Yeah. That's fucking- he is like at a low. He goes to this cabin to write his novel And it's a murder novel, which I thought was hysterical, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, they've got these interactions. And you know better than anyone, when we were playing baseball, um, (laughs) being around someone every day the daily uh, weights and the daily stretching and the daily practice, it made you familiar with people and it made you fall in love with the people that were around you or fucking hate the people that you were Very around. Very true. But even in the so mornings afterwards, this, yeah.
1: Like of, the, the, of all the, the breakfast the, afterwards. It, all, of a sudden, right. of yeah.
0: all Of all the love stories, I thought this was the most practically beautiful because yeah. it was proximity and it was interaction every day that created this, you know, when she says the worst part of my day is leaving you, and, and he said the best part of my day is driving you home, that is one of like it, it's a subtle, simple love. It's not this grand gesture, it's just this it's just this like love of proximity. God damn And you, I Sean. think that's kind of beautiful you did I'm you, you turn no you turn
3: me on this one I, I think i'd go ahead and say <laughs> doesn't affect my score and my but, favorite Jesus scene Christ. in the whole
0: movie is when the wind picks up and she she delivers his tea and all the pages go into the water and both, <laughs> and she's and talking he, shit like, this
1: whole time and she's like <laughs> who doesn't make who doesn't <laughs> make <laughs> copies be it's be
0: it? like oh it's rubbish <laughs> no it's not worth saving <laughs> i really should make copies
1: <laughs> That's, that, that i hope there's laugh. no
0: eels in here watch yeah. out for the eels yeah
2: <laughs> i love the fact that this movie was able to showcase two different <laughs> leagues here like hey you have like the stars which is like the known actors like thompson um you know grant rickman you know firth neeson uh you know laura lenny you know the upper too nightly you have the upper but now they are like on that league you know saying like you literally see them like you know they are the actors now so i think it's pretty fucking cool to i don't just to witness that you know that's something really important to see
0: i want to i want to talk about one more thing before we before we wrap up what about the music because i found the music to be some of the most compelling beautiful music i maybe it was repetitive for people for that that Da, 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 da It just it it swelled and it made you fall in love so much. Like it made when he's running through that damn airport and Sam. they have that look like we're gonna, we Sam's Sam's gonna gonna make a run for it and the music swells and it's it's just beautiful. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> just also the choice of the songs, you know, like Beach Boys. God only knows, is like one of my favorite top oh, five, yeah. top ten songs of all time. And it just fits the fucking movie perfectly, you know, just the words and just how much it means so much. Not just, you know, being with you, but just appreciating you and everything like that. They know how to put the songs perfectly well. Uncertain scenes. I thought that was pretty fucking cool.
0: And Eddie was saying like the the, the pacing got better toward the end when they started to wrap up the storylines. And I think that ninety percent of it is the music. 90% is this concept that like when he's when the prime minister is going to find um Natalie, you have this swelling, the music, everything is happening. Every everybody is finally coming together and you're realizing love. And I think that kind of I think that this movie is poorly paced in the middle, but god dang it if you don't need the middle to get to the end. So, it's it's hard for me to criticize the the slow middle to get to what I think you you are wrapping up eight storylines quite beautifully. And yeah, they quite a good
1: well soundtrack too. They had, I'm looking at their soundtrack overall besides the movie like they pretty good oh, list of Brian songs. carries
2: that that song's like legendary. All the Christmas
1: is you? Jesus Christ. Every
2: time I hear that song, I think of this movie all the time. Like, it doesn't, like, it. not even one, like, one verse. This is the song. This is the movie here. Did you guys see that Red Nose sequel of this movie? Like, it happened in 2017? I saw that it was made, but I've not seen it. So it kind of tells you, like, what happens to some of these characters, like a check-in and everything like that. It's pretty interesting. I was reading this, so it shows that David, the Prime Minister, and Natalie are still together, which is awesome. Um, The kids, they're engaged. Which is pretty Aww. fucking adorable, right? Sarah, the one you know, Brandon, that you connected with during this movie, Lord, the most depressing she, character yeah, in the movie. She found love. <laughs> she finally found love. Thank God. From my understanding, with who? Uh, with Carl King first and her what and it, I don't know. Oh. It beats me, but she's happy. That's, that's all, all that we want to make sure she's yeah, happy that's all for that Christmas. Does Uh, anyone
0: else? Sorry to interrupt you, Jeremiah. But does anyone else think Rodrigo Santoro is drinking the blood because he has not aged in twenty-five fucking years? He looks just the same. The guy who was uh, Carl was in just in Westworld. This guy looks fucking awesome, and he's got to be fifty in
2: three hundred. Was he? Oh yeah, he He was was.
0: Xerxes in in three (laughs) hundred. This guy looks. He looks, he looks just as hot as he did in this movie. But I'm so does Gael He's Garcia
3: Bernal. I mean, they're man. all that, that crew of, of, of Latin that's lovers true. are just fucking beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love them. Would oh, love. Don't forget
2: Diego. Don't forget oh, Diego. Diego. No, oh, no, Diego Bonito. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>.
2: <laughs> and by the way, uh, Sean Colin Firth and his wife have a family now too. So that's pretty happy.
0: Oh. News. That makes me happy. Anyone get divorced?
2: No, 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 no. But I think Mark, from my understanding, Mark the uh, Starker guy, he actually ends up with Kate Moss or something like that.
0: Oh wow. Well, so <laughs> did uh, Liam Neeson get married to Claudia Schiffer?
2: I don't know, but you know, good thing he found Claudia Schiffer. Out of all these people, he's like, yeah. well, that
0: was one of the fa- that was one of my favorite my favorite lines in the whole movie when he says, uh, "We're gonna have to have sex in every room, so I'm gonna need you to move out."
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't be such an arse. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of review now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale uh billy mack yes hold on let me get you, my notes uh, here
1: get uh can you uh provide us a score Put in please? your toes uh, you ready, guys? Who wants – I'm trying to think who will go first here. Zero, the perfect movie. <laughs> Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to Great enjoy. job. You're doing awesome. One, a feel-good first cocktail. One, a feel-good first trottail Two, happy buzz. Brandon, you're going first, bro. Three, you're in the Uber looking <laughs> home. Four, rough morning watch a shame. Five, blackout, shit face screen-break drunk. God
3: damn it, Day, Brandon. It's see. so hard to like edit, Who am I go, No, I say you keep that shit Brandon, in. Brandon, I'm going to go with you.
0: Keep that in. That, that's literally. I can't. Yes, you can't. Because it, it, no, it's... it's a five-second delay. He says something. He's three sentences on. A... And then your stupid comment comes in. I bought a fucking router <laughs> thing for you guys, and it's not working.
2: Anyway. Jesus.
3: Anyway, Jared, keep that in. Brandon. because that's, go ahead, Brandon. That's our personality go ahead right first. there. Okay. Anyway, Ed, uh, you Let's were literally, you were literally, Ed. You're the manager to my Billy Mac, is really what you are. I just want you to know that. Uh, no, okay. So this movie, this movie, this is a this is a tough one for me because there are parts of this movie that I really, parts of this movie that I really enjoy, and there's part of this parts of this movie that I really, really don't like, and I wish that he'd done it differently. And this is, I, I'm, a, I'm, I would say that I'm a, I'm a really big Richard Curtis fan. I love his writing. I love his directing. Uh, About Time and Pirate Radio, I think are two of the the most uh, brilliant comedies in the last 15 years. I really honestly do. But this movie just it doesn't hit for me, and it doesn't hit for for really kind of the reason that we've talked about so many times. That there's so many different threads, and uh, and Sean, you said it too, is that the or whoever it was the pacing is off. It's not just the pacing is off, but the devotion to each of those characters and things is really off, right? I mean, let's talk about. I was joking earlier with the you know the the, the porn standing co- couple is not my favorite, but uh, I think that they're the most like what the fuck they're like they're the WTF characters. And it's like why are they even in there? It's to to get a quick laugh, I guess. But ultimately, they're completely pointless and we rarely get them unless they're, you know, dry humping each other. And that's <laughs> it. Right. So I, I went through and I, I wrote down a couple of characters and storylines that literally the movie would have been better, in my opinion, if we had just kept them out. Laura Linney's character. It would have been better on the whole if her character wasn't there. Kira Knightley's character and the stalker, Andrew Lincoln. Completely better movie if they're not there, because really, they don't move the the, the plot forward at all. Um, martin freeman 's character I already said that the the porn standing couple, and then the, the the kid that goes to America like okay that's a quick laugh, but ultimately it does nothing for the entire theme and driving theme of of the movie and yeah, I think that that means we focus more on Hugh Grant's character and Alan Rickman's character, and we focus more on the dynamics that we have there because those are brilliant storylines and those are brilliant characters and i would love to see them fleshed out and and you know liam neeson and sam i I think those are brilliant stories so i'm really torn because i like what i have but i also don't like what i what we have um and because of that i'm I'm, i don't think it's i don't think it's a bad movie but i don't think it's a good movie so i'm going to go right there in the middle i'm going to say it's a two-point Oh, here it is. It's a two point five two. I'm going to say it's just a little bit shy of of average film. I think that it could. I think it could have easily been in the point zeros for me or the zero points for me. Um, you know, under one. But it just it's just not there for me. So Eddie, I'm going to throw it back to you because I love you so much, my manager. Um, but I'm going to give it a two point five two. I'm sorry, Sean.
0: Uh, no, okay. I have no problem with your score. Just just the. The actual score itself—it just seems ridiculous.
3: I only do that for Jeremy. It's just because I Being know I pisses number, him
0: off. I, mean, I, I,
3: I know. I say- oh. <laughs> the know. i just don't fucking get it either. Whatever you do, Sean, I want this you to course. give us three numbers. I want you to be like one point uh, seven
1: four three three. Okay.
3: That—that's what I'm looking for from you,
1: Brandon. You're done. Hey, you're done. Okay, you had your moment. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you your moment in the sun. Okay, this—I feel like we're in the movie right now. There's all of us having our own little story. And, you know, it just keeps going. Uh, So this movie does, I feel like, you know, you see a lot of movies that try to do this. I think it was New Year's Eve. uh, I think it was New Year's Eve with, like, Zac Efron. I think Valentine's Day with, like, Ashton Kutcher and Bradley Cooper. And then there was this movie. I feel like this movie is probably the better out of the bunch that did it right. Everything tried to uh, copy it after this. However... I don't think these movies with so many actors are good. People, you know, people have their favorite characters and that that's where it gets uh, troublesome with uh, trying to find which story. Everyone wants to get more of a story plot of everyone. And, you know, but it's also a, a little connection with all. So, you know what, the idea of this movie is really nice. And I really enjoyed how, you know what, there's love everywhere. As long as you, you know, you just even if you're not p- taking a look at it, I, I do like how Hugh Grant was, I think, narrating in the very beginning. He was talking about love. Uh, there's a lot of parts in this movie that I, I enjoyed a lot. But then also, just like I said, it was jumping around too fast for me. And I agree with Brandon. There's there's a bunch of pl- places in this, characters in this movie I didn't like. I did like Karen Knightley and Andrew Lincoln. But overall, like, those stories just didn't make sense. Uh, there, there was a reason, like, why? So she's just a cheat on her newly husband. That's weird. And he that's his best friend there. So that was weird. Uh, but overall, I, I, I'm a huge, huge Grant fan. Uh, I, I have to give, give a nod to him. Overall, though, I agree very close to Brandon with this store. It's not a perfect movie, and it, it's something that I enjoy. This is probably my third time watching it. I'm giving this a 2.65. Uh, this is right below average for movie for me. Uh, I think that's a very close store where I was agreeing with Brandon. So, Jeremiah. Eddie, I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
2: This is one of the cons with this podcast because it makes you like view a film and you see it in a different light because growing up, I fucking like worship this fucking movie, man. I liked it so much, you know, and I, and now I'm watching it. I felt annoyed with some of the characters, which I felt like some of the stories just seemed very heartless, you know? Um, And it just didn't age well for me, you know? However, There are stories in this movie that, you know, my heart clings on to, you know, and the most important thing about this movie is the actors are so fucking wonderful in this movie, man. It's the best reason to watch this movie because you're you're watching a moment of greatness of these beautiful actors. There's a scene and there's no words. It's just a scene where you're looking at the audience and you see Rickman, uh, Thompson and Nielsen, and they're smiling at each other, talking to each other. And there was a moment of like, fuck, I wish I could have been there just to hear what they were saying here. Because it was just such a lovely scene to see those greatness, those fucking like amazing fucking people in that moment right there. And I wish I could have seen more about that. Um, But the most important thing about this film is this, man, is the overall message. It's about love. It's about friendship. It's about family that surrounds us. Every single fucking moment, everything that we do is so infinite, you know. And it's always right in front of us, dude. And that's the important message about this film that actually showcases so much, dude. It's right in front of you. Do not miss it. Do not miss that moment. Because, you know, you only get that one time when you have each other and shit. So it's not a great movie, dude. But, you know, it's not a shite either, you know. But I'm with you guys, dude. To me, this was a 2.75. It's not a rough morning walk of shame or anything like that. It's not an Uber or anything like that. But it's kind of like... You know what i'm gonna have a few drinks i'm just gonna walk home in the winter cold storm through christmas night you know um yeah. it's just not That's what bad. i thought it was
1: man maybe i'm just older and wiser <laughs> so you're buckets. right you're right you're a happy buzz with uh almost a third drink you're you're right below uber and you're walking you're walking home
2: most of the stories i didn't care about that but, but talking to sean listening to you guys and everything it brought my score down because like yeah, there, yep. there's a lot of great same here. things about this movie that I just wish there was more to it you know I was
1: out of I, honestly I was out of five a little bit and then Lee Neeson brought me down one and then Hugh Grant brought me down one and then you guys brought me down a lot
2: Sean wrap it up dude uh
0: so I look at this this movie from a couple of different different uh perspectives the first is as a Christmas movie and I think that as a Christmas movie for the uh you know the criteria being heartfelt something that gets you in the christmas spirit something that gets you a little emotional that makes you love some characters and and really does give you a good a good christmas feeling i think this movie succeeds on all counts i think you actually care about sam and his con- you know his learning to play the drums and his being able to kiss the little girl of his dreams i think you actually care about um, the prime minister falling in love with Natalie. I think you actually, I, for me, I care very much about Colin Firth falling in love with the Portuguese girl. Um, I, I thought the, that, that Hugh Grant's comment that love is all around is accurate. It's all around. And sometimes just for a season, sometimes it's temporary. Sometimes it's fleeting. Sometimes it's, it's ill placed as with Keira Knightley and uh, uh, Andrew Lincoln, where, Yeah, it may be in another world or another life they could have been in love. But in this particular set of circumstances, it just didn't work out. And for a moment, they indulged and moved on. Um, I I think that this movie is a lot deeper than people give it credit for. Uh, I I agree with you, Jeremy, that it didn't age as well as I was hoping. Um, I think three of the three of the storylines could have been axed completely and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have really cared. Um, I didn't care for the Laura Lenny. I never have uh, that, that storyline never cared for the Colin storyline yeah. and the porn couple. I've actually seen this movie without the porn couple um, because it, when they aired on network TV, they, they cut those scenes and the movie is actually better paced. It's, it's a faster, better movie. Um, but that all being said, so from a Christmas perspective, from a love perspective, I think it's wonderful as a, r- a romantic comedy. I mean when you look at giants like Notting Hill like About Time this doesn't resonate the same. It's 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 almost like that you didn't get enough of any one character it was overcrowded and I would have loved to have it maybe based on 3 different storylines not you know 8 and I would have enjoyed the movie much better. All that being said wrapping all that up I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I every time I watch it I love all the different you know all the different triumphs, all the different failures i love the music i love billy mac I, I, it's hard for me to like look at this and go what i i, I watch this every year is this a above a, or below average movie like there are movies that i watch that are just trash and and there're threes and fours of this is not that this is a fun energetic movie i watch it every year my family watches it every year hard for me to say it's above a 2.5 So, for that, I'm going to give it a 1.75. I think that it's a feel good first cocktail with definitely some extra shots, but it's a damn good, fun, enthusiastic movie. And it's got a cast to die for. And, you know, quite frankly, anything with Alan Rickman is very difficult to score high for me. So. That's my score and I'm sticking to it. Uh, When we take uh, all those scores and divide them by four, uh, Eddie, what does Love Actually get an average rating of? Richard
3: Curtis should be on the Sean uh, fan page uh, because you saved this fucking movie rating-wise, Sean. Go ahead, Ed. Give it to us.
1: Funny, Brandon, Sean, I, why, how do you get last all the time? because you, you don't know how to fucking put people over, dude. <laughs> you know what? That's your Sean, fault. Sean gives me a little. Sean gives me a little nod on the side that you guys don't see. That's <laughs> <see> it, dude. <laughs> all right, we get a, we get a, a two, 2, 2 average point average four movie, one seven five. Saved it from an Jer- average movie, Sean. Saved
3: it from an
0: average Jer- movie, Jeremiah. Where does? Is- where does that put the uh, the movie on, on this list of movies that we have received? Better
1: than half, Sean. Better 2. than half. 2.4175. 2.4175. Okay. So we
2: have a new place in our category. And that is why I give a 0. .52. <laughs> it's between 47th and 48th, actually. Um, it's our new 47th.
0: So what movies are worse than Love Actually?
2: Worse. Are better
1: or worse? Either one. <laughs> What's lower? What's no, lower? No, we never know what lower point...
0: means, Ed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two point four one. What movie? What movies what are movie worse? Did we like less?
2: Actually? Okay, there yeah. we go. Thank you. So, uh, A Quiet Place Two, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Grease, The Hangover, uh Terminator, A Night's Tale, Pitch Perfect. Ooh.
0: And what movies are better than? No, I kind of
2: agree with all of those. The Greatest Showman, North by Northwest, Harry Potter, uh Home Alone Two, Die Hard, The Rock, John Wick. So, Die line. Hard. How did you guys? Did you all score zeros on Die
3: Hard? And I gave it the five because I remember. There's no way that should be high. Greatest you're the you're Christmas
2: the one percent that does
1: not like it. You
0: have Greatest one person, Christmas, one person on the planet who doesn't like that movie, and I it's know. you. One Greatest, person, I know. One person. Had
1: Christmas movie all time. <laughs>
0: That's why oh goodness gracious
2: all right there's a lot of know. listeners out there that love love actually and so they're probably like oh thank god thank god thank you so much yeah it thank
0: god sean swooped in and saved the day i mean <laughs> i didn't even His mention Rowan atkinson that he's a triumph a triumph of a character anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening you and give us a five-star review on itunes uh, you can find us on instagram at the dot gentleman podcast the dot means a lot you can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com or if you want to you can reach out to us by email and hosts with an s-h-o-s-t-s at the gentleman podcast.com uh once again we just want to thank you for listening as we round out the season uh four uh we very much are looking forward to our season five and uh starting in the new year and and we just want to thank everyone for listening this has been a banner year for us we've g- gained you know many followers and many listeners and uh we're doing really good as a podcast we're very proud of of this show and we we owe it all to you the fans yes who come week after week and listen thank you so
2: much thank you so and much
3: happy holidays to everybody you know happy holidays whatever you celebrate be safe uh and really happy just holidays. enjoy times with family and friends
2: happy holidays merry christmas everyone you guys are awesome
0: and uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Next Cheers, week. gentlemen.
1: Cheers.
3: I feel it shatter that my glass.